Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, this is episode 164 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and we thank you for joining us all through these years and all through these episodes. All through these years, because we've been at it for years and years and years and years, haven't we, we'll Run the number, 164 times half. So for what? they would have to listen 80 hours. 164 times half? Yeah, so half have? an hour. Oh. And so 164 times 0.5, that would be <laughs> you math. You already 80, lost me. 82 hours to listen, to catch hours. up. To catch up. So that's like half, that's years. half a week. They could just take half a week this week and catch right up. But that's not years. That's a week. Yeah. So we've been doing this for a week. <laughs> not even a week. Just half a week. <laughs> but we no sleep, no eating, no nothing. We just had to been doing the podcast, you know, for 82 hours. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, you've listened to, anyway, yeah. anyway, thank you so much for listening. I still don't understand the math you just did. It doesn't matter. That was brother. like calculus. I'm just, stuff. I'm just trying to say that it's been a long time. It's been it's, a long it, time. It would take a long time to catch up, but we appreciate those that are doing it because they are. So, anyway, as you listen to Connecting Faith to Life, just uh, get out there on Facebook, Twitter, text them, uh, tell your small group or Sunday school, or whatever you need to do to get them listening. And I think that they will appreciate you for turning them on to this uh, great podcast. They can listen the whole thing in a week. Yeah. And, yep. and actually half a week. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Pops. All right. Half anyway. a week. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, there, there there really are a lot of people that want to know, okay, okay, we've learned this stuff on Sunday morning. Yep. How do we connect it to what we're doing on Monday morning? And yep. that, that's what that's what our podcast is about. Real practical, real practical down to earth and help you do math too. Amen. Yep. Well, I don't know if we'll ever do that because I'm really not that good at math. <laughs> Your wife is a math expert. And then that's she like her no, thing. No, I mean, I know she like, teaches the fourth grade, but I thought like math was one of her specialties. No. No, that's her sister. That's, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that, yeah. That is actually her niece. That's Sandra. Oh, She's that's the, right. I can't think. You're that's right. all right, brother. I'm, I'm sorry. You if, don't if have you guys to know my family. I know. I I'm don't not know asking why I said, you. Because Miss Mary's her sister, and that's yeah. Miss Mary's daughter. I don't know. I just had the They're more like the moment. Uh, her. Uh, anyway, Mary's like a mama to her because she's okay. 11 years older. Okay. okay. And Sandra is more like a sister to her because she's just a few years apart. Okay, so. I got you. I knew all that. I just, I just lost it. But, you know, Miss Sandra went with us on the uh, yeah, yeah. The Orlando trip we went on. I got, you know, and she better, is but She is like brilliant. a math whiz. She, she, she teaches like Calculus 7 in high school. And, yeah. No issues. Uh, yeah. It just, it's her language. She speaks yeah. it. But anyway. I hate math. Well, speaking of math, um, good segue there, Pops. I don't know if there is or not, but anyway, other than God himself, there's really only one thing that's constant in our lives. And I was taught that's change. Change. Things are always going to change. So uh, as we live and we understand that change is sure, you know, not only do we need to be changing, but we are really encouraged by the gospel itself to help people to change into the likeness of Christ. So there is this onus on us to say, Hey, listen, how do I help people change? Um, so I think as we get into this, uh, great, um, I don't want to call it a lesson, but opportunity to, to see what we can do to help people change. I think we all have the question, how, how do we really do that? Other than praying for them, are there ways that we can help people change? Yeah. 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 So, so that's the deal, right? That 
you know as a follower of Jesus that there is this calling on your life to become like Jesus, mm-hmm. and that takes change. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of us can be very resistant to change, can't we? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the last couple of years have taught us a lot me. about change since 2020, and we've, we've changed a lot in our Man. culture and all that. But but just that individual change, right, mm-hmm. that we know that, that Christ doesn't want us to be the same today as we were yesterday. He's always doing a work of grace in us to change us to be like him. And mm-hmm. so so that's that's the discipleship process. Uh, the fancy word for that is sanctification, right, yeah. that God wants to make us holy, make us more like his son Jesus. And so, you know, he calls us to change. Uh, but the way that Christ changes us is how? Well, obviously through his spirit. Yeah. I mean, his spirit is ultimately the one who changes us. Uh, but the spirit of God uses the word of God yes. to change us. And the spirit of God uses the people of God to change us, too. right? Yeah. And so, so you know, I mean, we, we talk about all the time that your best growth happens in community. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're in a community and you're around the word of God together, the spirit of God does an amazing work. And so, so, so the spirit of God is using us collectively as the people of God to help other people change. And so that means if you're a follower of Jesus, there's a calling on your life mm-hmm. to change, but there's also a calling on your life to, to allow the spirit to work through you so that change might be produced in the hearts of other people. That's part of it. It's not just about your changes. Also, we are called to be I change, think agents. The, change agents. Like I was going to use that word. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you we're, go. Gonna, we're called to be that in the lives of people. Yeah. Often we say, well, this is my thing. I'm going to do my thing. And everybody else can kind of, you be you, I'll be me. You know, I'm going to change. I'm going to be like Jesus. You do whatever you want. Right. Right. And really that's not the calling no, of God in no, our lives at all. No. The calling of God is for us to all be about helping each other change into the likeness of Christ. And, and here's the, the reality. Um, probably most of us listening know some people we would like to change. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe for the wrong reasons, but right? Yeah. Like you think about, you know, that that person who who comes to church with you sometimes, who's in your small group, and you're thinking, man, that message was for them. <laughs> we right? man, he he really needed to hear that. She really needed to hear that. Oh We're man, nudging them with her yeah, elbow. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish they would change. You, you know, you you're a parent. You've got that rebellious teenager. Yeah. You're thinking, man, I really wish he would change. I man, he needs some change. Or whatever the case may be, we we can all think of people. Uh, that that needs some change in. Well, how do you help those people change? How do you help those people become more like Christ? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, what, five ways to help people mm-hmm. change. Well, I like that. So let's talk about the first one, and that's this. Let the change start with you. That makes sense, doesn't it? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, so, and Jesus speaks to this. Now, when Jesus speaks to this, he's, it's a long conversation, so we won't take the, the time in the episode to get into all the exegetical details of the passage, but Matthew chapter seven, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, you know, that, that may very well be, uh, the most famous passage of scripture in all the Bible. Mm-hmm. Judge not, judge not you that be you judged. may not judge. And they stop with judge not though. Yep. Yep, that's it. So, so it's probably true that you could go down uh, downtown today and and wake up the guy who's sleeping on the bench and ask him, <laughs> yep. "Hey, quote a Bible verse: Judge not, lest you be judged." Right? I mean, just every. I mean, I think I think probably nowadays that Bible verse is quoted more than John three sixteen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You you wake the guy up on the bench. Hey, can you quote John three sixteen? Uh, no. But judge not, lest you be judged. I mean, that's just just the way it is, right? I mean, everybody, You're probably I mean, right. Everybody, nobody wants that's to be sad, judged. But yeah. Uh, but but the 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 spirit of that that verse is, you know, Jesus saying, yeah, you need to. Mm-hmm. You need to be involved in the process of change in the lives of others. I mean, but but as you're involved in the process of change in the lives of others, you better watch your own heart. Yeah. 
right? You, you know what he says, but before you, uh, you know, move, remove the speck from somebody else's eye, you better look at that log in your Amen. own eye, right? right. And, and so it wasn't, Jesus wasn't saying never judge anyone, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, you, you, you have to, that, that's, that's impossible. It's impossible to not, uh, to have judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're supposed to discern things all the time. We're supposed to know what's right and what's wrong. So it's impossible not to have judgment. What Jesus was saying is, man, don't, don't be about that condemning judgment mm-hmm. where you look at someone and say, yeah, there's no hope for you or, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, no, no, no. Instead, right. This kind of idea of this gracious judgment that, that you better look inward first mm-hmm. and see where you, where you need to change. Amen. Before you start, you know, helping other people try to change as well. And so, so that is a good word for us because we are, we are quick to point out the flaws of others and we're quick to talk about uh, things in the lives of others that we want to see change, but we're often very slow to look inward mm-hmm. and, 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 and allow the spirits to do a work in our own lives. And so, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to help people change, it really does start with you. What areas in your life need to change? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in your own walk with the Lord, what do you need to work on? And and it could be some some attitude issues you have, yeah. right? I mean, you, you know it. I mean, um, um, man, it, it you know people who are just condemning in the way that they talk, and they're always telling you, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, but their own attitude stinks, right? Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's just you know, what is it in you? Let the change start within you. I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. One of my best friends, uh, when I first got saved, I. You know, I, I was the I was the big moral guy. I never did any of the bad stuff, even before I was saved, even though I was in a lost family. But I had this uh, just overarching anger issue. Mm-hmm. And so he literally came to me and said that the book of Proverbs says that I shouldn't be friends with an angry man, so I can't be friends <laughs> with you anymore. He broke up with you. Yeah, really. I mean, he did. And I tell you what, that was shocking. Yeah. He judged me, but for the good. Yeah. Because that was really when I started the, the journey, and it's been a journey. I haven't arrived yet, but it's been a journey to be uh, more Christ-like and grace-filled and all those things and learning not to be angry yeah. every yeah. moment yeah. of the day yeah. about something. Yeah. So. It's a big deal. And that, but it would all started because he judged me. So that wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> no, that's what I'm good saying. Judgment. All right. So let change start with you. Number one, number two, be realistic about how people change. Okay. Now you think about that person and you've got that person in your mind. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kid, maybe it's that coworker, that friend or whoever did that neighbor. You've got that person in your mind who you want to see some significant change in their lives. You wish your husband would stop whatever it is. You wish your kids would stop yeah. whatever it is. You wish your neighbor would stop. What, and you know what it is, right? You've got that change that you want to see made in their lives in your mind. You know exactly what you want to see change. And you know exactly uh, the steps you would take to change it. Exactly. Right? Yes, I mean, we I mean do. you know it. But but listen, here, okay, so let change start with you. But be realistic how people change. You know how people don't change overnight. That's for sure. Right? I mean, I guess they there are times. They didn't get into that situation no, overnight. No, And no. they're not getting out. Uh, there, there certainly are times, I guess, when people change overnight. That that happens. In fact, I, I knew a guy in a church that I pastored uh, years ago when I first started out ministry. Man, great guy. Love the Lord. A faithful member of our church. Served with us in, in, in a lot of different ministries. But he had one of those radical you know, salvation stories. Like he was the alcoholic, the cigarette smoking guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those kinds of things. That's just what he did. And, and, um, he came to Christ and literally like next day he put it all down and never went back. Wow. I mean, literally you know, never picked up a cigarette again, never drank again or whatever the case was, was, I mean, God did, did a miraculous work in his life and completely delivered him. That happens sometimes, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's just not the case. 
right? That the work of sanctification Takes can be a slow process. Yeah. yeah. In fact, not it's not can be, it is a slow mm-hmm. process that over the course of your life, God is doing a work in you to mm-hmm. set you free uh, from sins that enslave you and to give you new life. Now, all that to say, right, that, that um, in that process of sanctification, you do see victory. That what you struggle with today, you don't have to struggle with That's six right. months, a year from now. That's right. God really can give you victory over that addiction or, mm-hmm. you know, that bad attitude. Yes. Or for you, Trey, it was that anger. You can yes. really see victory in that. But sometimes that victory just takes some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to work the process. I mean, you have to, you know, learn to walk with the Spirit and all those kinds of things. And so just be realistic about how people change. It's it's not often overnight. And that's what we want because that's just the kind of way we are in this culture. We want things to happen right when we want them to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not life. Life is a little messier than that, right? Um, that's the way sanctification, because you think about what's going on in somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. Yes, that person who's who's saved wants to honor Jesus, no doubt about it. But that person who's saved also still has a sinful heart mm-hmm. and is learning, right, how to let the Lord Jesus Christ be Lord over that heart. I mean, that's, that's a process to let go of sin and to to cling to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it just takes time to to learn how to do that well. And so 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 if you're wanting to see someone change, it's be real, being realistic about how people change. It's a process, and it's being patient with that. You think about Ephesians chapter 4, right, where where Paul writes, and he says, put off the old yeah. and put on the new. Yes. Put off the old and put on the new. And that's what, what change is. It is putting off the old self, and it's putting on the new. But you don't do that all at once. I mean, it, And what I've discovered, Trey, and you probably discovered too over the course of your walk with Jesus, that when I find victory in an area, mm-hmm. right, when I'm able to put that sin of, of bitterness to death, yeah. something else just seems to pop up. <laughs> It's always something. It's always something, something they got to work on, right? There's yeah. always there's always these sinful tendencies, yeah. and these sinful desires, and these sinful sinful attitudes and actions that I have to deal with. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lifelong thing. And so, just just being very gracious with people, understanding that change is a process, being very patient with people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and being very very gracious even myself. Like there are areas I want to grow in. I'm working towards those things. The spirit is 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 growing me in those areas. Uh, but you know, I mean, I might not get there as fast as I want to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, but that 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 does not mean that the spirit's not working. Yeah, uh, I once heard somebody say, uh, particularly with husbands and wives. Okay, a wife has been praying for her husband to get saved, and he gets saved, and his heart has changed, his life has turned around, and she suddenly has these expectations that he wants yeah. she wants him to be Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he knows how much he's changed. Yeah, he's about right here. Yeah, yeah. and she's about right here, and yeah. she looks down and say, "Why is he not all this?" Yeah. Yeah. It is because he's gradually changing yeah, and yeah. moving towards the likeness yeah, of Christ. I, I talk with couples about this all the time. Celebrate the small victories. Amen. Right? Amen. I mean, if, you, if you see your husband, you know, reading his Bible more mm-hmm. than he used to, that's a big deal, yes, right? Yes, it is. If, you, if your wife is, you know, is, is, is praying with you mm-hmm. and she never did before, that's a big deal. Celebrate. I, I know you got all these expectations. I know you want this from your spouse and this from your husband. This I, I know you got all these dreams. I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, sometimes they're only going to be I mean, dreams. Sometimes they're only going to be dreams. That's true. But those those small victories yes. that you see, that and, and I think that's what we lack. I mean, and, and I get it. We all have expectations. We all want to see the big stuff and all that kind of things. But those little victories add up mm-hmm. to big things, right? And, that's right? and what people need, people need the encouragement in the small things. Man, I see here over the last month, you've really been, uh, you know, you haven't been as angry as you used to be. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And just, just man, 
God bless you. You know, just, just that little bit of encouragement goes a long way. And every time I'm encouraged by somebody else, every, every time someone speaks words of encouragement over my life, I want to do more. Amen. I want to do better. Amen. Right? Th- those, those words of encouragement in, in the small things really do mean a lot. And so just, yeah, be realistic and, and be patient. I mean, that, that goes a long way. All righty. So let the change start with you. Be realistic about how people change. And then number three, know that you can't, let me say it this way, know that you can't change anyone. That's encouraging and it pops. It is. Right? It's not on my shoulders. But it's not. That's the deal. And that that is encouraging. Mm -hmm. That ultimately it's not up to you to change anybody. Mm -hmm. Now, God uses you in the process as you speak truth in the lives of people, as you hold them accountable, as you you bless and encourage, as you correct, all those kind of things. God certainly uses you in the process. But at the end of the day, it's not your work in somebody else's life that changes them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It's not because you just have all this awesome wisdom that somebody gets changed. <laughs> they walk right? up the mountain right, and you're right. there. No, yeah, exactly. You know. God is in charge That's right. of change. Right. Mm-hmm. When you think about your own salvation. You are saved. Why? Because the spirit of God did a work. Exactly not, right. not because you did anything, not because somebody else did something. It's, your salvation is all a work of God. Now, God might have used somebody. Mm-hmm. He did use somebody. Somebody came along and shared the gospel with you. Mm-hmm. But even in that, God was at work in that person. He, he, he uh, in his sovereignty, you know, arranged for that moment. Of course. Yeah. He put the words in that person's mouth. I mean, God was responsible for your salvation. He brought about the change, right? And you think about, you know, what Paul says um, in Philippians, right? He says, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Amen. He, Amen. right? Not not you, not somebody else. Mm-hmm. God who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it, mm-hmm. right? Your, your spiritual growth, it really is in the hands of the God. Of God. You think about, you know, what we all desire. We all desire to see uh, um the fruit of the spirit grow mm-hmm. within us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, faithfulness, gentleness. And we all want to see that fruit within us. Who grows that? It's the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Yeah, the spirit does yeah. that. And so just understanding, I think that's really important. Just understanding uh, that, that, that ultimately, um, you know, it, it is, it is God's responsibility to change alive, right? And letting God be God and do what God does. You you come alongside and, and God uses you, but it's still God's work, right? Yeah. I find it interesting that one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So yeah. even our control of ourself is dependent upon the that's Holy exactly Spirit of right. God. That's exactly right. That's, <laughs> that's exactly just, right. That's so, cool. Huh? You know, that that's just, and that's yeah. with everything, but that yeah. one always just kind of struck me yeah. that my own self-control is dependent on the spirit. That's himself. right. That's right. All right. So uh, know that you can't change anyone. Number four, know what needs changing. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, you, you might be, and I'm, I know I'm picking on couples. Sure. Um, go ahead. I mean, that's, we, yeah. we all live there. A yeah, lot most of us, of us well, most there, right? of us live <laughs> there. Most yeah. of us live there. Uh, but, but yeah, maybe your wife and I don't know, your, your husband's just lazy mm-hmm. and it just bothers you. Like get up and do something. Take go, the garbage take out. Take the garbage <laughs> out. Go cut the grass, you know, yeah. go play yeah. with the kids. Just do something. You come home every day and you, you watch Sports Center. Come on, can't you get up and do something? <laughs> and so, what you want as a wife, you just want to see your husband get up and do something. Uh-huh. You want to see him take the trash out. You want to see him, and that's man. It, it, nothing will make you happier for for you for you to see your husband come home from work and just just get after it, right? <laughs> You know, yeah, he's going to go true. there and he's going to, you know, he's going to clean his dirty underwear up off the floor. He's going to, you know, he's going to go make the bed. Or, <laughs> I've heard these you know, stories I mean, so many right? times. He's going he's to take the yeah. dishes out of the dishwasher. I mean, it, you, it would just, man, if, if he would just change in that way, if he'd get off his tail end and just do something, <laughs> man, you would just be so happy, right? 
And so what happens then is we, we tend to treat the symptom and not the root of the problem. Uh-huh. You see what I'm That's saying? That's the problem. You're just saying, just get up and do something, life would be better. But, but, but why is he lazy? There's probably something lurking underneath. There's a heart issue going yeah, on. Heart, heart right? thing. Yeah. And and that's what, what we fail to see. You know, you want your husband to quit lazy or you want to quit being lazy. You want your kids to to, uh, to do better in school. And so 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 you're thinking about all the ways that you can help them to create some strategies to do better, right? Mm-hmm. And if you'll do these four things, it'll make you into a more successful student. If you do these five things, you won't be so lazy. If you do these six things, you you know, you do you'll do a better job of managing your money. If you do these seven things, you'll do a better job yeah. of not being angry. And so we, we have all these list of things to do uh to, and, and if you do all these things it'll make your life better but nobody does those things mm-hmm. right because if the heart isn't in it mm-hmm. the heart's not going to do what the heart's not going to do you see what i'm saying and so so really what we're after is is not behavior modification mm-hmm. right as followers of jesus we're after heart change mm-hmm. because if if god gets a hold of our hearts right mm-hmm. and we're able to see his glory and his beauty and we're able to see that he has a better way for, for our lives if god gets a hold of our hearts it changes everything mm-hmm. else right and so often we're focused on these other things man mm-hmm. you just need to quit being lazy or you just need to do this or you just need to do that when 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 the reality is what we need to help people with is to understand who Christ has called them to be and understand yeah. that God wants to change them on the inside. You see what I'm saying? That's why, you know, just that 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 being in gospel community in a local church and just constantly talking about who Christ is mm-hmm. and what he's done for you and why that matters is really important. The, and so that's what needs changing. What needs changing isn't the symptom. Mm-hmm. What needs changing is the problem, the yeah. heart, right? Yeah, it's a it is a gospel issue. Uh, my missiology professor, uh, he was a missionary to Colombia, not South Carolina, Colombia, South America. <laughs> well, Colombia, South Carolina, probably needs missionaries too. <laughs> yeah, probably too. But anyway, and Gamecocks, man, you know, he, lots of missionaries. Remember over the Georgia fans? That's what needs to happen. But go ahead. Uh, anyway, um, and he was over there, and so they always had these uh, workers come in, and they say, "What you need to do is help them to look how filthy his house yeah, is. Yeah. You need to clean up the house. You need to, you know, look how he just lets the animals run free. He does this. He doesn't care. He's lazy. It's one of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to help def- uh, help him, and then he would say yeah, but we need to change his heart. Mm. And he would go lead him to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And without him yeah. saying a word, all of a sudden, you know what? Yeah. That house started cleaning up. Right, right. The yard started looking nicer. The animals weren't running through the... Yeah. He, he began to keep his money instead of spending on alcohol right. and women and right. everything else. And so then, it, be, it because the gospel had changed his yeah, heart, yeah. things around him yeah. changed. Right, that just seems and, to be what happens. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. That's why... We need to know what needs changing, and that's the heart. Yeah, and so, again, this is where discipleship comes into play yes. and making sure you're in a discipleship group where you're being mentored in your faith. Uh, it's just where, you know, just being in the Word together as a family, all those things really yes. help because those things get, those, those things put you in a place. Put right? you in a place. Put that's you in a the place key. Yeah. to see the Spirit of God work inside your heart. Yeah, there's nothing automatic. Nope. It's not like, well, nope. if I go to discipleship, everything changes. No, nope. you put yourself you put in a place for God right. to speak to you. That's right. That's right. And that's why you read your Bible every day, by the way. I'm just going to put a plug in there for you that. Go. You put yourself in that place. All right, number five, know the Lord God has given you to, uh, let me say this again. Brother, read that one for me. I can't read it. I have to read? Oh, know the Lord God has given you to. Know the tool God has given you to help people change. Oh, my heavens. What's wrong with your glasses? I don't, nothing. I got a little, anyway, go ahead. (laughs) There's a little, it's a a vision issue. It's an old man thing. 
Uh, you probably. Yeah, probably so. Anyway, say it again. Well, you know, I haven't talked about your age in quite a while, Pops. I know. I'm proud of you. No, but you're still old. So know the tool <laughs> God has given you to help people change. Well, this is what we, we just, we've been talking about. What tool has God given you? Well, he's given you a spirit. Mm-hmm. And he's given you his word. Amen. Right? So think about this. I, I love what Paul writes. Now, because I'm getting old, I have to put my glasses on so I can see. And. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, you know this passage, Pops. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe. You know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, listen to this, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. There it is. Mm. Paul says it. Yeah. He says, you want to be complete? You want to be, you know, equipped for every good work? How you do it? Through the word. Amen. That God has given you his word as a tool to help. I mean, it's good. He says it's good for for teaching, right? We all need some teaching. Here's who Christ is. Here's how you should respond to him. That's teaching, right? That comes from the word. Uh, For rebuking, here's where you've gone wrong, right? Here's your problem. For correcting, Here's what you should be doing instead, right? For training in righteousness, let's get on a plan, right? To help you become that person yeah. that God wants you to be. Scripture is sufficient for all that. And, 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 and here's the thing, right? Now, now here's what we know about Scripture. Um, that, that Scripture does not speak to every issue under the sun. It does not. Right. You can probably think about some things in, in this our modern culture. world, especially. Yeah. There's, I mean, you know. Don't, in the Bible, it says, don't watch internet pornography. Right. Right. Doesn't it say that somewhere? Yeah, exactly. But the principles are there. Right, right. We're not you supposed know, to lust yeah, after the, women. The scripture so. doesn't t- teach me about how how much screen time my kids should have in the afternoon. Yeah. Right? But the principle, but, but while the Bible doesn't speak to every issue under the sun, mm-hmm. the Bible certainly informs there you every go. issue That's under the, the sun. Word. And so I'm able to think from a biblical perspective mm-hmm. about anything I, I face in this life. And so so what we talk about uh, in, in, in the Christian faith is, is as, you know, People who believe in the uh, then the truth of God's word, we talk about the sufficiency of Scripture, mm-hmm. right? That, that that Scripture, right, is sufficient. That it it is all that we need to help inform us about matters of faith and practice, how we live out our faith, right? It's sufficient, and so if it's sufficient, it's sufficient to help you in the process of change. Mm-hmm. You see, we don't believe that. We don't believe we. we uh, we believe that we need all this other stuff to help us, right? Yeah. I need to go self-help to the self-help books. aisle. And oh. I, 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 I got to read all the Oprah's bestsellers, and <laughs> and, and, and that'll, or I got to watch a lot of Dr. Phil. And, 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 and I'm not saying those things are bad. You can go yeah. read Oprah all you want. You can go watch some Dr. Phil. That's fine, too. But I'm telling you, man, Scripture has the answer. Amen. Scripture is sufficient. Scripture can help you to, uh, to walk through every situation you're facing as you apply scriptural truth to your life, right? And so just just understanding that, man, real change comes when we use the tool for change that God has given us. The tool for change that God mm-hmm. has given us is obviously his spirit, his people, but his word, right? He's given mm-hmm. us his scripture to help us to know how to live out our faith well, no matter what, what, what challenges we face. His word really does help to change us. And so getting his word helps. I was on a committee, which I've been on many committees, and one of the members of the committee said something like this to me as we were discussing I thought was a very biblical issue. And he says, he says, well, you know, the scripture doesn't really have anything to say about this. And he said, that's what he, what he meant was, you know, it doesn't say that 
this line item, whatever yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. you know. And I, I actually looked at him and said, I think the Bible has a whole lot to say yeah, about yeah. how we respond to yeah, this issue. Absolutely. And so that that's where it comes in. You know, don't, I think we often try to think, well, the Bible doesn't have anything to say so about I can that. Do whatever so I, I, want. I can do whatever I think want on I this want. issue. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because God doesn't speak to And them. that's just not true. No, that's it, just it not might true. Not, the Bible not specifically speak to every single issue, but again, it certainly does inform every single issue of your life. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has been wonderful. I think um, people always want to know, how can I help him change? How can I help her change? How can I work with my children to change? And uh, just to kind of put it in a in a five, <laughs> not self-help, five <laughs> ways, you know, yeah. that we can begin that process is huge. So yeah, we're, we're looking at that one person and we're saying, okay, this is what I want to do. So we begin the process by doing what? By doing number one, starting with yourself. I mean, I think that self-examination is just, you just always go back. Okay. Now I know that person needs to change in these areas, but Mm -hmm. before I help that person, how can I allow the spirit of God to help me change? Mm -hmm. Right. So that'll be better prepared to begin to help that person with the change that God wants to do in their lives. I think that's where you start. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you so much. Why don't you get us ready for next week? Absolutely. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us to get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm